It's Wednesday. Got some superhero and news to talk about. Just some little stuff that came about. This is Digital Charcuterie. My name is James. Joining me today is Scotty Hawk from Hawk's Holocron here on YouTube. Check him out. Scotty, thanks for joining me. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me again, man. Always have yeah. fun here talking about DC hype. It's always fun talking about a lot of DC stuff. It's 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 not Marvel, obviously, about. but DC is ramping up, man. They are <laughs> ramping up. We got so today, for those of you who don't know, we, this is a new show, but we're just going to talk about whatever superhero stuff might have been left over from yesterday, Super Tuesday and whatnot. Uh, but if you have an email you want us to talk about, digitalsharkcooterie at gmail.com is where you find us. we got some topics today. We're going to talk Batgirl, Blue Beetle, and Batman going on. Scotty's here to talk to me about it. It's going to be great because DC is, like you said, is ramping up. Like 2022, 2023, is DC is looking for like, the hierarchy of the DC universe is about to change, as The Rock likes to say. <laughs> yes, sorry, yes, sorry. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but it is changing, and we're going to get into Blue Beetle in a little bit. But Blue Beetle switched from HBO Max to theaters. Batgirl is still on HBO Max. They kind of doubled down on that and said it's going to be December 2022 for Batgirl. So that's still sticking there. But Blue Beetle, they seem to have high hopes for, and that's uh, hitting the theater in August, which I think, Scotty, is a great release date for a movie like blue beetle because you see guardians of the galaxy succeeded in august ninja turtles the first michael bay ninja Turtles, succeeded greatly in august and i think a, a property that is not as well known but is blue beetle i think it could really succeed in august yeah and it's like the end of the summer most of the big blockbusters are already out of the way people are still buzzing from all of that so uh, i can't remember what's kind of releasing around the same time but the fact that they're moving it to a movie is very promising too for me. Yeah. It makes you think that they've got something, something happening there. We, you sent me this picture right here. Yeah. This is and concept this is, art. This is, this looks wild. Yep. This is Jamie Reyes. And uh, I did a little, I did a little breakdown. I tried, you know, to get the edited YouTube type video out there. The, there's a hint in the background too that cord industries, uh, I can't remember the dude's name, but his last name is Cord. Eventually, he is an iteration of the Blue Beetle, too. So we could see the lineage. Um, this other guy, Grant, he's the one that finds the Scarab originally. I'll be really uh, interested to see how much lore we get. Yeah, because they I, it seems like they might be doing what they did. with. They might be taking that Ant-Man approach, right? Where they're like, it yeah. works so well with Ant-Man. It was flawless. Like, you know, some mm -hmm. people said, how are you going to start off with that Ant-Man? Well, they did it beautifully, <laughs> I think. But this, you know, it, we're talking a little bit before we got on here. And I was saying how um, the, the director, Manuel Soto, Angel Manuel Soto, compared, like he said, this movie is going to be similar to Drive and Pacific Rim. And have you seen Drive or Pacific? I Rim? love Drive. Don't the colors in this picture remind you of Drive a little bit? Like there, there's yeah. something in that. Yeah, you can it's see almost how like move. Like uh, it's almost like he got there real fast, and you can see the lights in the background, like uh, headlights when you take a picture and cars are yes. driving. Yeah, yeah, I gotta tell really you, cool. Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle was never my favorite character. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's anybody, but I, I got to be honest with you, Injustice Two. I have enjoyed. Mm -hmm. I love injustice. I love the games injustice, but injustice mm -hmm. too. I, I'm terrible, but I rock it as Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle is my favorite to be in that game because I am, I am way better than I should be as Blue Beetle. And uh, every <laughs> time when you play the story mode, you get to be Blue Beetle. I'm like, thank you. I'll be able to beat this guy. 
That's I'll be so able funny. to win this level. Yeah, so I'm excited for the Blue Beetle movie because now I'm a hardcore Blue Beetle fanboy based solely on In Solo 2. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about Angel. Where, uh, where he, where this character really shines for me is the cartoon stuff, like Young Justice. Yeah. And I can't remember Batman. the names of the cartoons, but yeah. Yeah, and he was in Smallville, if you remember. He was, his performance in Smallville. Oh, no kidding. I... Definitely, the, the cartoons are definitely... I'm with you on there. Like he's shown in the cartoons. I think kids are more inclined. But mm-hmm. I get. But we're going to talk a little bit about the kids because I don't know if this is going to be for kids if you compare it to Drive. Pacific Rim, yes. Right. Drive, maybe not so much. <laughs> and Scotty, much like uh, this character was a Charlton comic character. First Fox Comics had him, then Charlton got him, and that's also where Peacemaker came from. The, so they're mm. they're related in that sense. But I don't. I don't, the characters are very different. They're not the same. They're not similar at all. And obviously James Gunn is very different from Soto, I'd imagine. So I don't think we're going to see any comparisons between these two characters. But they, they were brought up as uh, blood brothers in, in comic book world. Director Angel Manuel Soto did a interview uh, somewhat recently, I believe. Uh, but it was in it was in Spanish. And I can't speak it. So I, I found, mm-hmm. uh, I found on a breakdown on Reddit, if you want to trust it or not. I kind of went over it, and uh, and he says a few things, but mostly uh, just the, the look is going to be very Young Justice and Brave and the Bold, um, and Blue Beetle, and he talks about what Blue Beetle means to Latin Americans. And the three, there's three films, actually, he mentions, Drive, Pacific Rim, and they can't f- completely understand what they're thinking. Akira, Akira could be the third one. That actually... Actually, that could be the the bridge mm. that binds them all together is those three. So, mm. what do you think of what do you think of do you, how familiar are you with um, the character and the actor that they have playing him? That I will let you pronounce his name. <laughs> <laughs> I try to pronounce the name in my video, and uh, you just got to say it really fast and then move on. And if you get it wrong, it's okay. <laughs> um, but I'm hyped. What was the what was your original question? I was like. It's just it's focused exciting. in on um well because the- you you mentioned peacemaker and yeah. when you look up this character and you do like the wikipedia whatever they have met like mm-hmm. i can't remember which blue beetle it is but he's met peacemaker and then you know light spoiler for peacemaker show there's an episode where there's like alien stuff going on yeah and you're looking at the stuff like hmm you know where'd this come from etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, of some kind but yeah like there could be connections all over the place that they're setting up that we don't really know about yeah if you're looking at like the higher the the dc as a whole now coming Mm -hmm. together they seem to have a firm grasp on it james gunn you would think is in on that obviously he had batman and um and cyborg in that end shot of the peacemaker finale spoilers if you haven't seen it sorry about that but you, you know he's he's got he knows something so maybe there is a connection there to Blue Beetle and maybe Blue Beetle was a character he wanted to to toy with and they said no we've got other plans for him but mm-hmm. I don't know how it's it's it, there's something going on here because it was moved from HBO Max to the theaters and I I've been thinking for a while that the HBO Max is going to is going to be where we get kind of like the the not the top tier superheroes but mm-hmm. the mid mid tier superheroes like Batgirl and maybe Blue Beetle and they can live there and they can have their own universe Peacemaker yes. they can have their own universe and I know that Peacemaker is now on the same level as these characters like yeah, nothing, you know like a year ago no one knew who Peacemaker was now he's everyone's favorite superhero 
but HBO Max seemed like perfect. But now they're moving into theaters, which tells me um, that either I, that this movie is going to be good, that they have a plan, that this is fitting into a larger universe. But it also questions me about Batgirl. Why is Batgirl staying on HBO Max? Right. And I think DC has the liberty to kind of do these things because they have a multiverse that in like historically they have just not connected if they don't want to. They use like crisis events to do these things. And it's like a big special thing. And then those universes just go back to being their own thing again. So uh, it's pretty unique aside from like how it's done in Marvel. Yeah, Marvel, it all has to connect and be one singular mm-hmm. story. And DC's like, eh, Joker, Batman. But they, you know, they could be setting up bigger villains. This Cord Industries is very similar to like a Tony Stark type of thing, a technology mm-hmm. company, but they don't have the best intentions. Um, I've heard not a lot of details, but the dude's dad, the Cord, the, and I'm butchering it because I have, I know the name. Uh, I think it's Timothy Cord. But he was one of the Blue Beetles, and his dad is like a kind of villain. That's all I really know about him. So kind of maybe like a vulture type situation where like oh that he's cool. someone you know his dad, and he plays like good guy on the surface, but really he's like trying to capture the Blue Beetle. Theodore, Stephen, Ted, Cord. yeah, Teddy, is the second, yeah, because yeah, there's been three, there's been three yep. Blue Beetles, which is insane. And I think it's the first one that meets uh, Chris Scott or whoever, the peacemaker. Or Chris Smith, yeah. So I think those two guys know each other. I wonder if they would dive into that at all. Like, I wonder how much of the lore of the Blue Beetle will be be looked after. Like, if they are, like, this is, like, a character who's been around for a period of time. And what if James Gunn is doing this, like, low-key setting up a universe with DC? A lot of people have been thinking that since he did the uh, Suicide Squad movie and it was a big ensemble and they were literally giving him liberty to use any, he said, any ancillary character he wanted. So Uh maybe they're testing him, testing the waters a little. I love Suicide. I thought the Suicide Squad was a mm-hmm. great film. I, I just it hit like on every level for me. I just thought it was fantastic. Yeah. And the Peacemaker, I, we don't have to talk about how big of a hit or success that was. Critically acclaimed, audience acclaimed, number one mm-hmm. sh- in the world, the number one stream show. Like Crazy, that's dude. insane for for John for a hardcore R rated. <laughs> yeah, John Cena, hard hard mm-hmm. R. You know, no hold bar. They didn't hold anything back. They just took it all yeah, balls man. to the wall. They did it all and they got away with it. And and he is coming back after Guardians is wrapped. I think he's done with Marvel and he's heading back to DC. He's working on at least a TV show for them, possibly a movie. You've got to think that, you know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago when the executive over at HBO Max said that he thinks that they've got a really good foundation for DC going on. You've got to think that that James Gunn being brought in for the Suicide Squad and then Peacemaker and that relationship You've got to think he was a big factor in that, and, and mm-hmm. kind of like, kind of like a Favreau with the early days of Marvel, right? Because he did Iron Man, and he was very he he was a big voice in that room, getting getting to that first Avengers film, right? He almost directed the first Avengers film, but there was mm-hmm. whatever. But like he was, he, like Gunn almost feels like he's that. He's not Feige level or anything, but he's like Favreau, where he's got his feet securely planted on the ground. He knows what's up. And he's helping direct these characters and franchises. Dude, you know what I need? I need a Suicide Squad Batman Nightmare Verse tie-in. 
Give me James Gunn's Suicide Squad set in the Affleck Joker nightmare verse where the Suicide Squad is trying to kill Superman. That'd be wild. Just like the I'd video game. On that. <laughs> Holy yeah, just like, yeah, I can't Yo, wait for that game. <laughs> I'm hyped on that game. I'm I'm hyped for Blue Beetle. Like this, like I said, Injustice 2, because of that, he's my favorite superhero of all time. No, but like a good character. Like reading, really is. He is a good character, and there's three of them. You can play around with lore this and kid's with gonna history crush and backstory. Too, He's going to be. I haven't seen Cobra Kai. Are you, are you a Cobra oh, Kai fan? Oh, he's so good. Yeah, I haven't is finished it? the last season, but he's so good in it. So good. Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard. I've only heard good things, and I asked some people about him, and they say he's great in it as well. And yeah. I, I'm a. I just think that the great thing with these lower level superheroes, Marvel uh, proved that you can make them top tier level heroes, right? Iron Man mm-hmm. can now stand toe to toe with Batman and Captain America, and mm-hmm. Thor and Ant-Man and guardians of the galaxy. Like these characters are now in pop culture. They are almost as popular as Superman and Batman and whatnot. So it's, it's absolutely. Yeah. I just can't wait. Uh, but as our blue beetle talk, let's move on now, Scotty to uh, my most anticipated movie of all time. If you've been watching the channel, you would know. That there's no movie I'm looking forward to more than Batgirl. Batgirl! <laughs> you had me in the first half, not gonna lie. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I, it's it's sticking to HBO Max. It's December HBO Max, which is, you know, Blue Beetle moving is one thing, but Batgirl's not. I, it, that might be a little concerning. The only thing, though, is, is, is like J.K. Simmons, I don't know, but Michael Keaton returned. I don't think he would just return for anything. There had to be something mm-hmm. there for him to want to return for. And he seems happy to be back. He posted last week that picture on Instagram of his of his silhouette, his shadow on the ground of the him in the cape and cowl. Like, yeah, he's he he loves being Batman, uh, but obviously he, he didn't want to come back for Batman for for nothing. So we have HBO Max here. Does that concern you at all with the Batgirl movie? Well, I was curious. Does this have a rating yet? Have they told us no. what it's rated? No, so, I, I mean, if, so if they go dark with all this HBO Max stuff, man, that would be a very yeah. welcomed surprise for fans. I think regardless of what you th- expect of the show, but if they keep going dark and there's um, maybe it's from Flash, but the bat suit with the blood splatter. On yeah, it, that's yeah, from that's the Flash. Flash. Yeah, but there so is I mean, a there is um, a set picture of Batgirl in costume, full makeup and bloody. And she is she is bloody. Yeah, man, this could go kind of dark, and I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep pushing for the Gotham Knights, like bring all of the Batman sidekicks and have Keaton lead them to become like a team. Yeah, I love your idea. And just have them live in the HBO Max. Yeah, man. Yeah, because everybody I think is anticipating Batgirl to replace. Uh, Batman Beyond, and I don't think that's the case. I think your idea of Gotham Knights makes more sense, mm-hmm. and it's and, and the thing with Gotham Knights over this just being a a variation of Batman Beyond is you get more characters out of Gotham Knights, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. you can branch those off into their own separate things, and they can come back for their other stuff yes. in Gotham Knights again, and you have more and more. And I don't and know why you want to do that. And Terry McGinnis is not in; he's not a Gotham Knight. So the whole yeah. the whole series could play out, and we let Michael Keaton get even older, bro, and then and then introduce your uh, Terry McGinnis and do the Batman Beyond, when it's just like Batman in a wheelchair. You know what I mean? Like he's just trying to mentor this kid the best he can. Absolutely, there's no point in rushing to yeah. Batman Beyond anyway. I really like, we, okay, everybody wants it, but yeah. Slowly. 
Exactly. I'd love mm-hmm. it, but let's, you know, let's take our time. Let's get there. Let's tell some stories yeah. first. And we'll get like we had to go through Batman the animated series before we got the Batman mm-hmm. Beyond. Um, there's other there's Batman the animated series, super there's a lot in between the first time we got Batman in animated form to Batman Beyond. And we're talking But about, there is a connection to Sorry, and we're talking about like big team ensemble things. Like this is yeah. phase one. Like this is how I'm really trying to like they're putting individual yeah. stories, grounding the characters, but like just keep it slow. Get a phase one, a phase two, bring in a Thanos yeah. guy. Like, cause I want us to work up towards Brainiac, towards like Bizarro, like really high powered threats. Like Lex Luthor is not, he, he's, where is he? You know what I mean? Where is our yeah. Lex Luthor? Where are our he's ER now. Yeah. Um, I, I like to think now the Snyder verse as being like the prologue. <laughs> to the yes. dc universe right it's kind of like this <laughs> mm-hmm. was the before this is what you need to know that's yes. your backstory and now we're now we're in full flight i think that's yeah, maybe yeah. what they're doing right like okay that stuff exists but we don't have to worry mm-hmm. about it too much because because the snyder stuff is is very intriguing because it, you know people kind of liked it when i, I don't they like man of steel batman v superman i think they were kind of like eh. and yeah. you know then just like was it but then there are people who are obsessed over it right like just absolutely obsessed so you can't just kind of say it doesn't exist and I think Peacemaker was a great bridge to be like, no, it's real. It, like this is part of it, but we've moved on from that, and and this is how it is now. And I think, and it and it's funny, Scotty, is is that scene in Peacemaker looked the closest to a Snyder film than anything from James Gunn has Too in funny. the past, right? It, it was like it was nighttime, mm-hmm. it was brooding, and it was like it was like building on a Marvel set, set or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we live in a simulation. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's so well. At least they're working together. That, that yeah, that's cool. awesome. No, it's great. It gives potential. It does. Speaking of potential, <laughs> Batgirl, Batgirl has a connection though to the DCEU that we've already seen and loved. I don't know if you know this or not, but mm-hmm. uh, it's been there's been sightings on the set. Uh, Craig Williams tweeted it out a picture from the. It's on location in uh, where they are. It's not a close okay. set or anything. It's on location, but one. But uh, Batgirl has a connection to Wonder Woman, Scotty. Not just mm. Wonder Woman, but Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four, the greatest sequel of all time, the one that everybody loves. Wonder Woman eighty four. No <laughs> I actually like Wonder Woman eighty four. <laughs> I, you know what? It's I actually um, I own it. Don't ask questions, but mm-hmm. I own it and I watch it and I was like, eh. And it was a movie last year that I put on. Uh, just like in the background, I just threw on Wonder Woman 84. I just threw mm-hmm. it on, just kept throwing it on. And then at uh, Christmas time, my nieces and nephews were over and they wanted to watch Shazam, but they had seen it already. And I said, Well, why don't you watch Wonder Woman too? And they're like, No. And I said, No, you haven't seen it. And I put it on and they watched Wonder Woman. They got halfway through and then they had to go home. Mm-hmm. And and they went home and, and they went they went to their dad's house and they they wouldn't shut up about the movie. That they mm-hmm. made him buy it on Prime. They made him buy the movie so that they could keep <laughs> watching it. So I don't know what that says about me. I have the same, you know, taste as ten year olds, but it's a movie. We'll leave it at that. But yeah. anyway, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Batgirl, Batgirl has a connection to it though, and I'm not too disappointed because it does exist. And this is from Craig Williams on Twitter. He posted a picture of a van with Stag Enterprises. Stag Enterprises on mm. the van. Stag uh, Simon Stag is a Batman villain who was seen in Wonder Woman two, and he owned I think it was Stag Enterprises for oil or something, and then okay. and then they, and uh, what's his name Max um yeah Pedro Pascal 
mm-hmm. wished him to be in prison and he got arrested and he went away and whatnot. So we don't know where Wonder Woman 2 is going to stand after the Flash, after the Flash movie. We don't know where Batgirl is, but Stag is a name, whether it's the same one or not, Stag is a name that is remaining in the DCEU for now. And it's good to see. I mean, this is, look, Scotty, let's be honest. This is probably just a small little Easter egg that they put on there for, for mm-hmm. hardcore fans like Wayne Enterprises on the satellite and Man of Steel. Just probably something small. Right. But what do you think about their possible connection to Wonder Woman 84? I like it. I think they should do more stuff like that. And, you know, Easter eggs like that that blow up get reconfirmed or you know retconned recontextualized into stories so yeah if they're able to work that stuff in and and it makes sense all for the connected connective tissue yeah why not i think yeah i this this bad girl movie i at first i was like whatever but now i'm really selling myself on it so it better be top tier better be top tier dc otherwise you'll be hearing from my lawyers Mm -hmm. warner brothers because mm-hmm. actually i think i'll be getting it in canada we don't have hbo max but i think we will be getting it because it's a an hbo max movie i think we will be getting it same day so that's good news for for me i think both companies marvel and dc are still trying to figure out where they fit in tv land and i'm telling you hbo max's uh dc land should be hard r uh, cl- as close to r pg-13 as you can for a lot of this stuff, in my opinion, it worked for Peacemaker, right? And it's, yep. Yep. I, I know they want, and like all the fans what... that grew up with this stuff, we're older now, and our kids, yep. you know, will enjoy the cartoon stuff still. But I think Joker proved it, Peacemaker uh-huh. is proving it, like worldwide, guys. Come on. And oh. that's we have we're gonna talk about the Batman tomorrow if you're not sick of me by then. But ah. but we're both we're both seeing it tomorrow, and I'm mm-hmm. really curious. It's a PG 13. He they Reeves was not allowed to make it rated R, so he was never intending yep. to make it R, but he wanted to push the PG-13. And what you said about Joker is, is really... I want to see how hard it goes on the 13. Because the thing with that, it doesn't mm. need blood and it doesn't need swearing, which are the two things that are going to give you the R, right? So right. The, the Joker, I think because he's a villain and because of what they were doing, it, it needed both of those, and that's different. But I'm, I'm, I want to see how close it is to the Joker on what level they feel like the same universe, not necessarily right. that I'm saying they're going to be combined, but are they going to feel the same? And are they going to allow, cause I saw some, <laughs> the reviews for Batman are crazy, but I saw some that said it was too dark and this is not yeah. what we need in this day and age. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but, but it, would you, the, I'm, I'm stumbling on my words. Cause I can't articulate that. You know, if you went to go see Zodiac, let's say Zodiac, did you come out mm-hmm. of the theater saying it's too dark and there's no we need in this? Like, is that right. what you're saying? If, if it wasn't Batman, right. how would you feel? Remove Batman. Because I always say the Dark Knight, as great as it is, you remove Batman from that movie, it remains just as good. It's yeah. just, it's a good cop movie, right? And and I haven't, you know, Batman, we haven't seen, we can't comment on it, but I'm really curious how it's going to, how it how it'll look like compared to the Joker. I think the too dark stuff is just a personal preference. Yes. I know a lot of people who are big, big fans of Batman, and they're going into this like, man, I'm just ah, the psychological like scary horror type stuff is not really my vibe. So I think if you're totally not into that type of storytelling, this might not be for you. And it also kind of scares me because if Batgirl is in any way campy, uh, Doom Patrol comes to mind, like. If it has any of that kind of stuff in there and they really just knocked our socks off with this super dark Batman, don't know how people are going to respond to this. I 
I uh, harpen back to like some CW stuff. So like they can have really, really big misses, but they've mm-hmm. had really big hits. They just got to yeah. figure out where their balance is, you know? I think Batgirl needs to feel like it lives in the Flash, Aquaman, Shazam world. Ooh, and I yeah, think I like that's that. going to be the world that, right? I think that's the world it's got to live in. So I don't, it's going to, there will be probably comparisons to Batgirl to the Batman. And I don't think they'll be fair in, for either mm. of the films, to be honest. Like if you're into what Batgirl brings, but you don't like the Batgirl, it won't be fair because I think they're completely separate universes. I think this is, we had the Snyderverse and Reeves is doing the Reevesverse now. And Batgirl is part of the DCEU verse with, and I think it's gonna fit in with Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and um, and Shaz- Shazam especially. I think Shazam is the direction they're really pushing. The- well, I mean, Aquaman made a billion dollars, right? So I think those are the ones that they're really harking down on, and that's what Batgirl will connect to. It's not, it, I, but I, but that being said, it might go Peacemaker too, right? Because Peacemaker, it's campy but it's bloody and they're swearing mm-hmm. and it just doesn't give a damn. And it does what it wants. And I don't think we're going to get swearing in Batgirl. Yeah. I don't, I think they're going to, I think Batgirl lives on the, the Warner brothers, Batman page where they both have to be treated the same. And maybe Superman yep. too. You don't put swearing in Superman, but I think those yep. are where, where they are, but I, I'm looking forward to it regardless. And I, I'm looking forward to the Batman. Batman's one Batgirl's number two. Now Scotty Batgirl's mm-hmm. the second screw, do- screw Dr. Strange. Up. Batgirl is- <laughs> Dr. Strange is going to be rad. All right, mm. let's move on to the Batman. That's uh, not his voice at all. We're going to have a chance to see this movie tomorrow. Spoiler, non-spoiler review Thursday, 10 PM and a spoiler review 3 PM on Friday on the channel here. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully if I don't like this movie, I don't know how I'm going to talk about it for two days straight or yeah. probably even more but actually maybe i'll be able to talk about it more because that seems to get the views on youtube is the more angry you are the more people click on it but mm-hmm. i'm very excited to see it um i haven't really been re- reading too much reviews other than what i said those ones that are just kind of like it's too dark it's like well did you not see it's always funny to me when you watch a movie and the trailer perfectly uh, cap captivates what encapsulates what mm-hmm. the trailer is and then you complain about the movie it's like the book of boba fett mm-hmm. i thought that the trailer completely showed me what the show was going to be and when the show yep. came like well that was that was like what the trailer kind of promised me and the people are like, ah! I'm like yeah but the trailer was you know i, I mm-hmm. like the trailer but it wasn't an over-the-top amazing trailer by any stretch of the imagination i heard this batman like, trailer delivers 100 on the vibe yeah yeah, yeah. so yep. i mean if you go into this movie expecting you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, you're not going to get it. You're going to get something completely different. It's dark, it's brutal, it's noir. But, Scotty, we got to talk about uh, the budget, apparently. Right now, this movie is projected to make around 140 opening weekend, which I, I think opening weekend is going to include this whole week of mm-hmm. screenings. But I don't know right. what they're going to do. But opening weekends, they're saying 140. It was 185. They brought it down to 140. The budget for this movie was projected at $100 million. But since ballooned to over $200 million and that's not including advertising. I don't think, you know, it's, uh, it's weird. You know, it's going to have to make a lot of money, earn a lot of money to make, to recoup its costs. However, COVID probably played a big factor in all that. And if the movie is good, I think it's worth it. (laughs) I think this movie is going to blow up. I'm I'm hearing such good things. Like when you hear things about the score, and then you hear things about like Gotham City being shown, the like the most Gotham City we've ever seen, apparently. Uh, like we've seen little bits of Gotham and we're like, oh, it's just this crap hole city. But they really show you how bad people have it, I guess. 
So I really hope it connects us in this universe. I think, I think it could go down as like, I mean, I've heard people say it's the best Batman movie, like Batman movie ever. It's crazy. So I'm on the hype train. Wait, let's talk about the best Batman movie for a minute here. You've got 89 returns Mm -hmm. forever. Batman and Robin begins. Oh yeah. I forgot about Batman and Robin. Yeah, Dark Knight Rises, and then if you include the Snyder ones, you include the Snyder mm-hmm. ones. Let's be honest, and I love, I've loved every single Batman movie. I've loved every Spider-Man yeah. movie and every Batman movie, and I am a homer for them and a shill, and I don't give mm-hmm. a crap. Mm-hmm. But it's not the competition isn't fierce when you say the best Batman movie, right? Like eighty-nine. True, true. I don't know if that holds up for people. For me, that's you know top tier, and then uh, begins Dark Knight Rises. I would argue are very good. Yeah. Dark Knight's one that people always gravitate to as being the best. So that's the only thing when people say it's the best Batman movie. It's it's the competition isn't. Yeah. And I guess as an overall movie and like people are using the word masterpiece, like yeah. the script is always scripts always being talked about how these actors transform themselves into the characters is always being talked about. I feel like I'm going to disappear into the world with these with these people. I think if it wasn't a Batman movie, it would be uh, looked at very, very differently. Because a comic book type, yeah, y- yeah. But back, back to the budget. The Joker had a seventy million dollar budget and made a billion dollars. And we just talked a little bit about how if this was, if this lives in the same, um, not cinematic world, but the same flavor mm-hmm. as the Joker, could this movie make a billion dollars? The difference being, though, Scotty, I want to hear your opinion on this. Is the difference is the Joker is a villain, villain. So when you go into the Joker, you expect dark, brooding, blah, 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 and then death. Batman's a hero. And I know we all know that this is a noir and everyone knows that. But when you go into watch a hero movie, are, is it, do people, are the expectations of the people different in a way where maybe this one can't reach a billion dollars because even though it's the same vibe as the Joker, maybe it's a better movie overall than the Joker? Just throwing that out there is you know does it have a chance to make the money the joker did because it's a hero and not a villain yeah and it's tough because the joker did well because the joker is supposed to be rated r you know what i mean batman is a hero who's supposed to be dark but you know it's for kids too and so it is a middle ground that you're trying to lean really dark on. And like I said, you know, friends of mine who are big Batman fans, I don't think we're going to enjoy this as much as like a over the top, you know, Cape Crusader type thing. This is a year two Batman who still really has no idea what he's doing. And he's just really fighting off instinct at this point. And which, raised, <laughs> which, which really raises, raises the questions is, is, do people want a good movie or do they want a superhero film? And not to say that they both mm-hmm. can exist, but they can also, if they can both exist cohesively, they can also exist separately. And that's what I think we're getting here, right? Yep. This is, might be, this could be a good film, but as a superhero upscale film, maybe this isn't uh, what you're looking for, but it still, it still could be an amazing film. Like we, you know, we did the video on the, we talked about the reviews of Rotten Tomatoes and it's fluctuating. It's going to mm-hmm. be somewhere in the in the mid to high 80s is where it looks like it's going to end up. It's certified fresh, so it's not going to go below 60 at any point. 
But again, it comes down to when you walk in that theater to watch a Batman movie, is this a Batman that you want or is this a Batman mm-hmm. that you don't want? And it's funny because when you think of the movies, you know, we you just said maybe this is the best Batman movie of all time. <sighs> you know, people have hated so many of the mm-hmm. Batman movies that have come. Do people actually yeah. like Batman? It feels like Batman is like Star Wars where everyone's had like a different entry point into what Batman is. You know, Adam yeah. West, Michael Keaton, the comics, the cartoons. And all of a sudden it's like, well, that's not my Batman. That's not how Batman is. But someone else is like, no, that's that is how Batman Dude, it's is. actually it just came to mind uh, a familiar Star Wars quote. Before the dark times, <laughs> we're gonna we are gonna literally be uh what like five ten years out. Star Wars is gonna be focusing on acolyte and dark side stories. Marvel probably gonna be going into like the demonic blade, potentially dark Avengers. Uh, DC has already thinking about Justice League Dark. We're gonna be taking all our kids to these dark yeah. ass movies, and then we're gonna be like, ah, I remember before the dark times, <laughs> back when we had Tony Starks and like Iron Man's flying around. <laughs> you know what? It'll, what'll be funny is is Marvel goes in that direction, and DC gives us all like the bright and shiny, colorful stuff. Yes, <laughs> Seven, uh-huh. complete just flip the script on them. <laughs> they flip it up. They flip it up. Mm. So you you how? Let's just play a game here. What what do you think this movie is going to top at in the box office? You could break a billion. Mm. I have said some crazy numbers before, <laughs> um, but I want it to do like 600, 700. I don't know if it's going to get a billion, but I want it to show out. I want people to go rewatch it three hours. And I heard it flies. You know, if, yeah. if you can get into the, that's the thing. Like, it's so descriptive and pull you in. Like, I feel like if you don't get pulled in, it's just not for you. Maybe. And that is very opinionated, but this movie is very niche. I feel like it's going to be very niche. So was it last earlier this week? I heard from someone that I, I, I respect their opinion. They said that they told me that the last like 50 minutes, half hour to an hour of the movie, somewhere around there, was the best thing they've ever seen in the theater. Like it was mind blowing. But somebody else I know that I respect told me the ending was underwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> and a drag. And I'm like, you get okay. too much meat and potatoes. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Like sometimes right. the middle of a movie can be too good. And you're just like, at the end, you're just like sweating. You don't know how to feel. And then you like kind of can't pay attention to the last part of the movie because you're still yeah. trying to digest everything. So I think people are going to rewatch this in theaters, in IMAX, lots of practical effects. So I have seen multiple tweets to say that this is a movie you need to watch more than once. And I've seen people who have seen it more than once. These jerks who have seen it more than <laughs> we haven't seen it once. Just get right back in line. Yeah, like <laughs> They're like, I've seen it twice now, and I gotta tell you, the second time is way better than the first because because awesome. apparently you miss a lot. There's so much going on that you miss it, even though it's three hours. Mm-hmm. There's so much going on, it happens so fast. You blink and Amazing. you miss it. I'm looking yeah. at this movie. I'm hoping this movie makes around seven. I'm hoping it crosses a billion, like the Joker, because I want I want these adult um mm-hmm. these good stories, these solid films, like good films to earn the money in the box office and and look i mean movie theaters are they're dying unfortunately people won't go see a movie unless it's marvel dc star wars right like that's just the world we live in so if you can give Mm -hmm. us a good story uh but you have to put batman in it then let's do it because that's that's what making people go to theater let's do it i'd rather watch a good batman movie that might not be you know flashy than uh actually i'd watch batman and robin again who am i kidding i would (laughs) yeah 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 dude i hope uh 
I hope that the uh, supposed villain that we think they're teasing is actually Mad Hatter. And we've brought him up before. Yeah. Because I don't know if you've seen the meme yet, but Lighthouse. So you've got Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe next to each other. And then right below it is Willem Dafoe in Joker makeup and Robert Pattinson <laughs> as the Batman. I don't think they'll ever do it. But man, Willem Dafoe, Joker fitting in here and side by side with Pattinson. Yeah, and I mentioned if you've seen The Lighthouse, you know that those two acting together is and it the movie is look, either it's a movie you're gonna like or a movie you're yeah. gonna like never like you're just gonna turn off within five minutes. I made but it all the way two, through Tusk. Okay. <laughs> I saw Tusk in the theater at uh, Tiff yeah. and Kevin Smith came out and talked about it at the end. It was awesome. That's amazing, dude. <laughs> but the lighthouse is a, it's a very strange movie. It, it, it's Eggers, so it is what it is. But those two, mm-hmm. their performances of just riffing off each other is just oh, phenomenal. Yes. They they're both so good. So yeah, I you know what? I, I haven't been on board the Willem Dafoe train for the Joker yet because he's Green Goblin and I don't need him being yeah. every villain. Mm-hmm. But again, if you're gonna get those performances side by side again, I'm up for them yelling at each other all day mm-hmm. long. Uh, I can't wait for this. Let's hope it makes a billion dollars. Let's go see it a hundred thousand times this weekend. All right, let's wrap this show up. Scotty, thanks so much for joining me on this Wednesday for this little quick news brief that we did here to talk uh, DC today on DC, DC on mm-hmm. DC. And I'm wearing, I'm wearing Marvel and stuff. <laughs> Repping Disney, talking Warner Brothers. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's funny. I have the, like, my kids got me the I love you 3000 pin. So it's like, oh, I'm amazing. Marvel too over here. <laughs> um, but Marvel. no, I appreciate you having me over here. I appreciate everybody that's come and found my channel. You guys mean a lot. So, yeah, you, all the uh, kind words in the comments on the premiere last last night. You guys are great. Yeah, yeah, thanks. That was a great chat. Uh, why don't you plug your channel quickly? Yeah, it's Hawks Holocrons. You can find me anywhere: um, Instagram, uh, TikTok, Twitter. Real active on the Twitter. If you guys want to just shoot a theory out to me, you know, I'm out there. So, yes, he's got some great great theories. Some great theories. We're going to explore those on Appreciate other shows it. on this channel because it's awesome. But that'll do it for us on this Wednesday. You enjoy the rest of the day. Enjoy Batman. We are, Scotty and I are getting ready to watch it. Not at the same time, unfortunately, but we are getting to watch I'm the shaking. Batman really, really soon. It's coming. I can feel it. I'm, I'm less than 24 hours <laughs> away from watching it. Can't wait. Thanks, guys, for watching. Uh, give us a like, a subscribe, all that nonsense. And uh, until next time, may you be the master of your own universe. <laughs>